Peace and blessings to everyone. Thank you all for joining the Path of Redemption podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us once again. For the next couple of days, I'm going to be doing a series on forgiveness. And it's coming out of my book, The Five Stages of Incarceration. This is a book that I wrote uh, during my personal reflection while I was incarcerated. I was searching for redemption. I was in prison um, for shooting and killing someone over a drug dispute. And during this time, I, 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 I had a moment or had times to reflect upon the poor decisions that I made that led to the death of another, another person. You know, and this was like for the first time sitting in prison, I realized the power of your choices and how your choices not only impact you, but it impacts so many people, you know, and this is something that I, you know, when I was young, 19 years old, just living my life, uh, engaging in all of the wayward behavior, deviant, uh, delinquent behavior. I never really thought about how my choices will impact people for the rest of their lives. Like my victim and myself will be connected. His family and me will be connected for the rest of our lives. Through history, we will be connected in this way. You know, and when I when I had an opportunity to sit back and really reflect upon that, you know, the the deepness of that, I was like, wow. You know, when you when you just in that moment, you acting out on emotions, you acting out on pride, ego. You never think about how your choices have an impact on so many people's lives and and especially for those who you know committed a crime such as murder you know like for you will forever be connected this person in history even when i'm dead and gone i we would still be connected in some way you know and and when i started thinking like that and 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 seeing the gravity of it and feeling the gravity of it this is when i just realized like man i have to I have to do something. I know I could, couldn't could do anything that would bring uh, my victim's life back. I know I could not bring him back. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, it was just like something lit up in me spiritually to just let me know that I had to find a way to 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 do something. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I hopefully all of you are listening to this podcast can understand how... Even after, what, 25, 27 years, I still live with this. I still struggle with the fact that someone died as the result of my choices uh, and living day to day always in, in the spirit of forgiveness, you know, and, and seeking forgiveness. But most importantly, like trying my best as a human being to honor the promises that I made to my victim, to my God, to my family, to his, to his family, you know? So when I, when I wrote this book, you know, I was in prison going through these particular thoughts, you know, like, you know, um, just seeking for redemption. And this, this, this is, this is really heavy. And I realized that not only was I, you know, the only person inside of prison that was in search for, some sense of forgiveness and redemption but then after my release and even before my release i see that there are people out here who are living maybe not to the level of crime and sins that i committed but there are people living out here in search of forgiveness and redemption from the things that they have done in their past you know so i as i said i truly believe that 
you know, this this podcast, this message is it hopefully it it would it would move people to seek forgiveness, forgive others, but also understand the challenges and the complexity that comes to that word forgiveness that is attached to forgiveness, especially you know when I'm speaking about someone who committed murder, you know, and asking God to forgive him, asking hoping that his family to the victim's family would forgive me. Hopefully that my family would forgive me, but most important, not most importantly, but also forgiving myself. So in my book, let's get to it. In my book, those are the four things that I spoke about. And for the next couple of days, I'm going to be speaking about this particular chapter in my book, Forgiveness. But I open in my book with a quote. It says, all men make mistakes, but only wise men learn from their mistakes. I read it again. All men make mistakes, but only the wise men learn from their mistakes. And it's a quote. And then I went on to say, forgiveness is a powerful emotion that empowers someone to move past the hurt, pain, guilt, and brokenness. Like I said, I I was sitting in prison maybe about two to three years into my incarceration. I was inside of prison. And, 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 and I was, you know, it was that inner voice that kept, kept hitting at me, you know, in a, in the wee hours of the night when I'd be laying in that prison, in that prison cell on my bunk, that it will always be a small voice letting me know, reminding me that my internal torture and struggle and pain, the only antidote for that was seeking forgiveness for it. Not just burying that emotion or burying the thought or trying to create these walls to to protect you from the sin and the crime that I committed. I realized that there was nothing out there that could actually be an antidote for me, could soothe my spirit from the torture, knowing that what I did was wrong. And this is a key thing to forgiveness is, you know, we have to acknowledge that we have done something wrong, you know. And for, for a few years in my incarceration, I was I was in great denial about that. I wanted to and, and I want as I mentioned, I was in great denial about it. I wanted to do everything I could to block it out. And and denial is sometimes a coping mechanism that people apply. They rather be in denial about the severity of an action or what is ill, what is harming them or what they have done to be a protection, a wall to protect the emotions from flooding. So for me, my first few years is in my book, I mentioned self-denial is one stage of incarceration because it, 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 it protects you in a way. But not only does it protect you, but it prevents you from seeking the antidote, acknowledging the action that placed you in a bad situation. So, as I said, it took me a while. It took me a while to come to that, to acknowledge God. For a long period of time, I, I felt like the actions which I committed even to sometime to this day, I struggle with the forgiveness from God. You know, sometimes, you know, there's a saying that your sins 
Sometimes you think your sins are so heavy, so great, that you say that this action or this act or behavior in which I have engaged in is too great to seek forgiveness from God. So what we do is like God would never forgive me for this sin that I've done. So there's no need for me to turn to God. Right. And that's how I felt for the first few years of my incarceration. I felt like what I had done was too great. And I and and and, and I had a spiritual shame that that hovered over me like I had a great level of shame, like I could not go to God. I felt like I could not go to God to ask God to forgive me for my sins. And I and, and, and this is something I'm pretty sure that most people who have fallen short of an action or engage in a sin and committed a crime. That shame prevents them from knocking on the door, asking God to forgive them. And for me, I had that level of shame in me that I could not go to God and beg him for forgiveness. And now I know that in spite of the actions and the sins and the crimes, that the God that created the heavens and the earth and all that which is in existence is a forgiving God. But it took me... It took me some time to get to that point, you know, and I remember talking to several of the men who I was incarcerated with. And, and, and as I as I put together this, when I was putting together my book through journaling, I had conversation with other men who committed crimes and sins. And, and I asked them, I was like, do you feel do you feel a sense of shame? And that shame that you have committed, do you feel that that shame is the thing that is holding you back from falling on your knees, prostrating before your creator, asking him to forgive you? And most of the men that I spoke to, they agreed that that shame was real. And because of our lack of knowledge of God, you know, we, we shied away from it. We felt like we can cope with it different. We can cope with it by ourselves and push away from what would bring a sense of ease to our soul. But that ease, please don't get it misunderstood that this ease does not remove the fact that you did it, you know? So it took me a minute because that's like the balancing act that you have to acknowledge. You still have to acknowledge the action which you have committed, the behavior that you have committed, the sin that you have committed. But let's go back to what I was saying. The first phase of forgiveness for me was I had to one, acknowledge to God that I had committed this crime. I had hurt a lot of people in the process and I needed to take ownership for the action. In my book, I mentioned one of the stages of incarceration was victimization. You know, for, for me, I had a victimization state of mind where I didn't want, I never wanted to take responsibility for my actions my first few years of incarceration. Even though I was sentenced to life, I felt like I was the victim. But, you know, through, through prayer, through journaling, through reading, 
being in deep reflection, I came to realize that I was not the victim. My victim, unfortunately, died because of a choice that I made and his family lived with that loss. And that's something I had to I had to come to terms with. And as I said, this is where I begin the conversation with God seeking his forgiveness. And I encourage you all who are listening to my podcast, you know, to really understand that forgiveness is forgiveness does not say I've forgotten the situation that has happened. Forgiveness from God doesn't mean that, oh, you are you good. I mean, like, it's, you know, like wash away like that. But for me, forgiveness is that I sought forgiveness. God gave me an antidote that will bring about some relief to my spirit. But I still have to understand that the God that we serve is the God of forgiveness. But I first have to do right by that. Do right by God as I seek his forgiveness. Do right by my victim's family. Do right by by everyone that I've harmed in that choice in which I've made in my life. And, you know, when I go on in my book in that first stage, I mentioned to I mentioned the first stage of where I sought forgiveness from God, you know, and I mentioned and there's a small narrative in here. I said I was one. I was the one. Everyone came for knowledge. You know, when I was in prison, people used to come to me and ask me advice and they they sought they sought some sense of they saw me as a person who was trying to understand his life differently. So a lot of men inside of prison used to always come to me and ask me advice like, man, how do I how do I do this or how do I do that? But I always used to remind the men in prison that man before you before you try to get to the next level of your life of redemption, you first cannot you first have to acknowledge your action that led to your incarceration. Two, you cannot manipulate the process of transformation. And it's and, and, and that you cannot manipulate that by ignoring the fact that there's some levels of forgiveness that you have to go through. And for me, that's what it was, you know. Um, and I'm not gonna really give you all of it today, but that's just part of my in the series of my book, um, or this podcast, I'm gonna be coming from uh, one a chapter in my book called Forgiveness, and just really just talking about how I struggle with that forgiveness piece while I was incarcerated, and and and, and once I found forgiveness, once I once my knowledge grew, I grew in knowledge about God and awareness of God. I was able to take that that robe of shame. That kept me away from God. I was able to remove that and prostrate myself before God. And for the first time, utter the words, forgiveness, asking God to forgive me. But what also came in that is that that was like the first time I had an opportunity to have a conversation with my victim. I had an opportunity to mention his name, Gary. I had an opportunity to have a spiritual conversation about the actions and how wrong I was for the choices in which I made. And in that moment of seeking God's forgiveness, I felt like God allowed me to communicate to the spirit of my victim and to begin uh, 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 begin the process of atoning and reconciliation with my victim. And that's when I found true freedom. 
is when I was able to acknowledge my actions, be able to speak to my victim in a spiritual way and to begin to take ownership for it and to say that I will live my life differently as a result of this. That my life, that his life will not be wasted in vain no longer. I will not be that person that will continue to engage in the sins and the and the and the crimes and the drug dealing and the activities that led me to that life being sentenced to life in prison, but ultimately causing another human being to lose his life and a family to experience that. So stay tuned, family and friends. Stay tuned to Path to Redemption podcast. This is going to be a podcast of realness. You know, I want to be honest and authentic and vulnerable as I can when I share my story and the story of others in this journey. And hopefully in in the coming weeks, I'm going to get it from another perspective. I want to I'm planning to interview others who have been impacted by crime, you know, who have lost a loved one. I want to hear their perspective because, you know, we understand that all of us in this in this together, when we lose a loved one, there's there's so many layers of hurt that takes place with this. So, again, stay tuned to the Path of Redemption podcast. This is your host, Lester Young. Thank you all for joining us today. You guys be blessed. Peace.